At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey, Jolenta. Hey, Kristen. It has been a while since we talked with Kelly, our professional storyteller slash comedian who was struggling with professional jealousy. Ah, Kelly. I've been thinking about her a lot. I think about her all the time because I struggle with professional jealousy as well. Yeah, and I'm curious to know, is jealousy completely eliminated from her life now? Has it evaporated? Should we give her a call to find out? Yes, I want to call her, but I also want to read some listener mail while we're at it because I want to know how other people deal with their profesh jelly. Well, yeah, let's get to that listener mail and let's talk to Kelly. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You follow-up episode underway. After each main episode of We Love You and So Can You, we do a follow-up with the most recent guest because, like you, we're dying to know how they're doing. So, last week, we were all about Kelly Dunham. She's a comedian, storyteller, hugely accomplished author, former nun, lived on a boat, literally done everything, and despite... All of these many, many accomplishments, she found herself looking around at other people in her field, feeling jealous, and kind of beating herself up over that. Yeah, but after two weeks of living by our prescription, Kelly learned to embrace her accomplishments just a little more and maybe give that jealousy her attention just a little bit less. Right. So, let's see how Kelly's doing now. Um, Lindsay, can you get her on the line, please? Kelly? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Hi, we're good. How are you? I, I'm i fantastic. I'm doing really well. Good. Oh, that's good. Good. So it's been a while since we got to eavesdrop on your life. And obviously, we just want, you know, some updates, some deep dives, some behind closed doors, everything about you and how it's been going since we were last together. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I'd love to tell you that. You have more specific questions, or um, <laughs> no? Nope, that's it. <laughs> just as general as possible. I mean, when last we talked, you mentioned uh, you would maybe be recording a comedy album at a live show of yours. Um, yes. Well, how'd that go? Oh well, that was amazing. So um, I got a publicist who did like a fantastic job. Um, of getting me, like, uh, places that, you know, I always think, well, whatever, I can send emails myself. But, of course, she got me, like, contact, um, like, a couple of serious shows that I had, folks I'd never met before. And that, you know, I always feel like, oh, publicist is going to get you places you're not ready for anyway, so you should just do it yourself. But, in fact, I was totally ready for the conversations that I had, and they were great. Um, So that was fantastic. And then also, the other thing that happened is I, you know, the whole problem of New York and there not being enough stage time to, like, perfect material. So I just, like, put a thing up on Facebook that was like, okay, so host uh, house concerts in your home, please, um, and they'll all come and do comedy for you, and then, you know, this will be my, like, my workout shows. Um, Like, I did it for free, and then they passed the hat for, like, uh, progressive causes. So that was amazing. And then also... 
Uh, <laughs> and then also, all I got to see like all my friends this summer, right? Like I went anywhere that I could get, like at a day's travel or whatever. Um, so I did like twelve house concerts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I performed like in a a yard in Rochester, oh and um, <laughs> yeah, like all these like all all these different places. So so kind of an amazing experience. So also I mentioned okay, so Gaster is uh, El Monte. Um, I asked him to be my director, and it was so amazing. We did, like, line by line of going through material, which I've never done with anyone. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, and, and it felt kind of vulnerable, right? Because there's, totally. like, one place where I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why the la- uh, audience isn't laughing at this. And uh, he's like, because uh, you messed up the line three times. That's why they didn't Oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> and it's true. Like, when I listened to it myself with his ears, right? So... That was amazing, and people really got into it. People came dressed like the gym teacher. Oh, my uh, gosh. Which was hilarious. Yes, yeah, and like remind, everyone, remind listeners what the name of your show was. Right, so the it's not the gym teacher because everyone thinks I am the gym teacher. So, so many people came dressed. And now, so they came dressed like that for concerts. And then when, actually, when I've performed other places, people are showing up dressed like the gym teacher, even when it's not a not-the-gym-teacher-themed show. Oh my god! <laughs> so, and not only do you have a following, but they're now showing up in costume for you, just wherever right, you right, go. Like, yeah, like Comic Con almost. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I mean, I I know it probably felt amazing for you to ask for the support that you deserve, and to be up there on stage, and to be perfecting your act, and to be surrounded by people dressed as gym teachers. But I have to say, just as an audience member, because Lindsay, our producer, she and I went to your live taping. And it was so freaking good. I don't think we ever caught a breath the whole time because we were laughing so (laughs) much. And we were also being very moved by all of your stories. There's actually one story that you tell about your mom saying, can't you see she's not a normal girl? And (laughs) that is so beautiful and moving, but also hilarious all Mm. at the same time. I mean, you just knocked it out of the park. You were so, so good. So whatever you were doing behind the scenes, it definitely came out to those of us in the audience. You just, you sounded fantastic. Also, hold on. Should we play a clip for our audience? Can we? Because I also couldn't make it to your show. Kelly, do you mind? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, please. Oh, my gosh. All right. So this is, so I have been performing for a while about, you know, like, uh, there's been a lot of dead partner material in in my comedy for years, you know, because um, I have a lot of dead partners. No, just two, but still, you know, there's, <laughs> that's, there's a that's lot. more than that's money. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's certainly sufficient. Yeah, um, and so I, when I first started performing it, it was kind of like you know because this is how we metabolize our pain, and I'm just of course I have to perform this, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the audience on for it. And one of the most amazing things to me about this particular clip is, especially when I listen back to it, and it did feel great recording this, I thoroughly, like, it just felt fantastic. But um, the fact that the audience, like, it's very hard not to get an awe out of an audience when you introduce the dead partner situation. Right. Um, But I felt like because of the confidence of my performing and also because I'd just been, like, knocking it and because just, you know, like, just doing so many, as Gaster says, reps, he has all, like, coaching terms. Right, But um, I've been doing that so much that I felt totally at ease. I felt very, very confident in my delivery and also in my uh, right to be talking about that on stage. Right. Mm. Let's hear it. When my partner Cheryl died, her cat came to live with me. My nephew observed that is the most lesbian inheritance ever. (laughs) 
It was awkward at first. She kind of wandered around the apartment, one paw on her hip. Uh, what happened to the other one, the one I liked? Uh, and after a few years, I started dating again, and I would bring folks home. <laughs> folks, like 200 people at a time. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean like one or maybe two or three, but not. Uh, I would bring folks home and, or attempt to bring folks home. They would come to the door of the bedroom and they would be met by Lulu the cat standing on the bed, making a sound something like, which apparently made some people uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'd say something like, oh, you know, that's just my dead lover's cat, and uh, <laughs> da, 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 trauma, da, da, da. <clears throat> the problem there is, the more casually you say that, the more alarming it becomes. <laughs> oh, Kelly's so good. Stop. I'm dying. I'm so professionally jealous. <laughs> it's killing me. Are you sure you're not just jelly? I'm jelly. Sorry, I'm <laughs> jelly. jelly. We have to jelly. say it cuter. <laughs> Disarm that jealousy. <laughs> so you're doing great on stage. You are getting all the help you need. You've hired all these people yeah, you're to help you. A boss. Yes. And yeah. so what does that mean? What would you say is the status of your professional jealousy at this point then? Um. I mean, it's interesting because I actually just saw something on Facebook that does, you know, I still have that reaction, but mm -hmm. also I'm not, I don't feel shame about it anymore. Right. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So everyone knows I have professional jealousy now. Now I can, I can post about it if I want and say like, I know I'm being trifling. This is a, a feeling I'm having. I can share about it because everyone fucking knows. Like yeah. there's a podcast about it now that a bunch of people have listened to. So it's not a secret anymore. And so then I could just have the feeling, but not have like the secondary problem of also feeling like super ashamed and like mm -hmm. this is okay. I I would prefer not to be a per I would prefer to be a person who is absolutely happy for everyone's uh, success and feels equally about it. I would prefer to be that person. I I'm not that person, <laughs> um, and so like I can still feel like all right. So I feel jealous. That's all right. I've got my thing, and I'm doing it the way that it makes sense for me to do it, and whatever success I get with that. It means it's, you know, that's authentic success. Right, right. You're not, not Netflix, going through the motions of some stuff that doesn't fully vibe with what you're about in order to get, you know, to some end point. You're, you're getting to an end point by, by being yourself the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so whatever comes out of that. Like when I got done with the CD, I walked off stage and Castor was like, you were on fucking fire. Yes. And I was like, yep. Felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. And, yeah. uh, and I felt really good about like the people who were in that room. But as I walked up stage, I was like, okay, so if nothing happens with this CD, if there's no, you know, and everything is always incremental, right? There's no big single thing that would happen that, you know, would, would make it my complete success. But no matter what happens with this, I feel extremely confident and very content with that product. You know, with that CD. 
Uh, Speaking of that CD, where can our listeners get that? Because we know they want it. Okay, so it will be, it's being released uh, February 7th uh, is the release date. Um, If folks go to my website, they can have links. It'll be on, you know, Spotify and all the usual places. Uh, People go to my website. Hold on, what is your website? what's, What's that? Oh, all right, so it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M dot com. Um, and also, uh, the way I'm touring for the CD, the album is I'm doing like a bigger version of what I did while I was doing workout shows. I'm calling Good. it House Concerts for the Resistance. Yes. And, oh, uh, wow. And there's a whole FAQ about how you set one up. And oh. anyone who wants to set up a, a house concert, um, I've got a booklet that I already formulated to explain how to do it. It's very easy. Comedy house concerts are extremely easy. And then you can collect money for whatever progressive cause. So February, I'll be touring in, I believe, uh, Texas and Florida. So people want to host in Texas and Florida. And then the Northeast, um, like during the spring and uh, possibly other places during the summer. But uh, I would love for people to host uh, house concerts for the resistance. Yeah. So, like, if our listeners in what, Texas, Florida, and the, the Northeast. Northeast want to right. host the comedian slash storyteller slash not gym teacher, Kelly Dunham, in their home and raise some money with other performers, like, they can do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, Kelly, may I point out that. This, to me, looks like a very organized way of asking for help. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of note cards involved. But, um, yeah, as I was putting up on my website, I was like, well, this is kind of, and I was like, you know what? People love doing, like like these concerts that I did, people love doing them. And they also got something out of it, right? Like they got to give something cool to their friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and they also... They also got to participate in something that is for social justice, that's for the greater Mm -hmm. good, that's all about the things that you, Kelly, champion Mm -hmm. all the time. And they got to have a little Kelly Dunham magic both in their hearts and and in their belly laughs. So Mm. you're just giving so much back. You're asking for help, but you're giving like 10 times more back to the world. It's amazing. Yeah. You're the Mm -hmm. best. Kelly, we love you. Oh, that's so sweet. I really... I really appreciate it. this process has been so like when I was listening to the to the podcast last night, I was like, oh, this is super helpful because, yeah, I remember that experience as transformative. Right. Um, but also to have your experience like um, kind of uh, summarized and take all the best quotes out and then also add a soundtrack behind it. And then you listen to it five months later. I was like, all personal growth should be this way. Like every <laughs> Just an audio scrapbook. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's kind of amazing. I was like, okay. And also now I have like a, a souvenir of growth, which is kind of amazing. So uh-huh. I feel really, I feel really grateful for this experience. Like it has felt really, um, like actually authentically helpful. We're so glad you're doing so fabulously well right now. And we're cheering for you with all of your endeavors in the coming months. And again, Kelly, thank you so much for letting us be a part of your journey. Seriously. I'm I'm jelly, but I'm going <laughs> to name it. And, and then I won't be shame. as ashamed. Yeah. And then I'll ask for some help later. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Have a good day now. You You too. too. All right. Bye.
Oh my God, Jolenta, I am so excited about everything on Kelly's Horizon. I want to host a Kelly concert. I mean, the fact that she is so inventive with her ideas of how to promote herself, how to get her stories out there, how to continue to help her social justice causes at mm-hmm. the same time, she's just she's just a hero. And I, I not only is uh, literally asking for venues in people's homes asking for help, but also did you hear when she mentioned like, Oh, sometimes I'll just post on Facebook like, oh, I'm struggling with this now. Like, I think vulnerability and sort of disarming shame about stuff that makes us feel shamey is also kind of asking oh. for help. Just putting it out there in the world, being like, anyone else relate? Oh, absolutely. And so I think she's definitely keeping it up in like even little ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think we could all learn to be a little bit more like Kelly. Oh, And if you want to be the next Kelly, not you, Kristen, you're you're (laughs) exempt, I think. But if any of our listeners want to be the next Kelly, we'll sit down with you. We'll talk over your predicament. We'll give you a two-week prescription of self-love steps. All you got to do is hit us up via email at weloveyoupod at gmail.com if you want to nominate yourself, a friend, a family member, a loved one, an enemy. But you have to be nice about enemies, okay? <laughs> Again, that's we love you pod at gmail.com. And we're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we'll hear from some of you out there and your thoughts on the Kelly episode and your own experiences with professional jealousy. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. All right, we are back, and uh, let's take a look at some listener mail, shall we? Yes, let's start with this one from Brittany. Brittany says, okay, time to chat about professional jealousy. I've definitely felt it before, and it sucks. I've found that really focusing on who or what type of person I want to be and what I've learned in my career helps. For example, just a couple years after college, I had a friend who was in a director role. I was not, but I did have an awesome boss who was teaching me a lot. My college friend did not have that. As far as thinking through who I want to be, I know I'm not willing to put in 12 hours a day at the office. My family and home life are more important to me. So when I think about others getting ahead who are doing that, I realize maybe it's just not for me, and that's just one of many examples. That's a very, very good point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when other people look like they're really succeeding— Sometimes maybe their version of success, when you really think hard about it, isn't necessarily what you want for yourself. You have to sort of cross-reference that with your goals and be like, yeah, I'd love to have 
a director position, but oh, wait, my priorities are really different in other ways. And like, I'm very okay with that. And I'm a success in these areas that matter to me. Yeah. And I think the world frequently throws around big job titles or big houses or big cars or certain kinds of credentials to have. Like, there are versions of success that might look appealing until you put your own life in it. And it's like, and then you're like, oh, that doesn't track really for me. No, it doesn't. It's just not our, it's not what we want most. So that is a great bit of advice, Brittany. Um, I love this tip that Brooke emailed us. Brooke says, In the past, when I've experienced professional envy, I actually try to turn that envy into admiration. I wholeheartedly believe that in order to grow personally and professionally, we must surround ourselves with people who challenge us to be better people. This turns my initial envy into admiration, respect, and in many cases, friendship. I always learn something new and attribute much of my professional success to the fact that I have surrounded myself with amazing people— Usually amazing women. Wow. I love that. Admiration is such a great feeling, too. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like around the corner from jealousy. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's like sometimes to be surrounded by people who are great at what they're doing, it makes it seem possible maybe that we can do something that that we don't know that we're capable of yet. Yeah. And I love the idea of it turning into friendship. It's like there could be... You know, someone you admire and are like, oh, they took my career path. I hate them. Like, they're my enemy (laughs) secretly in my head. Or what if you're like, oh, I totally admire, like, how you got where you are. Like, can I learn a little more? Let's have coffee. Oh, my God. Now we're best friends. And, like, we learn from each other. Yeah. All of that. Love it. Love it. Love it, Brooke. All right. I love this letter from Danielle. Danielle says, when it comes to professional jealousy, what I do is just remind myself that I believe in abundance. I believe that while in the moment, scarcity can be very real, in the grand scheme of things, there's going to be enough fun, enough work, enough creativity, abundance, love, all of that to go around. I also remind myself that when I feel things like jealousy, it may just be my mind reminding me of the things I want in my life. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get jealous when I see people just going for what they want and it's not what I want at all. But I'm like, oh, I might not be really going after my stuff. And there might be enough stuff, even if someone's doing something similar, like there's probably enough to go around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not limited. Things like love aren't limited. Things like success are not limited. I thought you hit a quota (laughs) and you either peaked early or late. No, (laughs) No, there's no limit to it. And that's such a good point, Danielle. And yeah, the idea that sometimes when we're jealous, it may be just because there are things we want that we're not going after is also just a great point. Love it. I loved this letter we got from Kristen. Not you, Kristen. No, different Kristen. Spelled with a C-H. And I just love the opening line, which is, this is kind of pessimistic advice. (laughs) But when it comes to professional jealousy, I remember that career success is super impermanent. That in like 20 years, whatever someone I'm jealous of is doing now is probably not going to be that relevant. And... The real goals in life are finding value with the people around us that matter. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Like, yeah, even be like, not even 20 years, but like in two weeks, will I actually be this upset or jealous? Okay, maybe. Yeah. Right. I mean, two years. Let, let's yeah. be clear. Like, the truth is, like, there are only a few shares and a few dollies out there. Most of them are like, you know, Dexie's Midnight Runners. 
you know, most people are one-hit wonders if you're if you're jealous of professional that success. Reference, but our producer Lindsay is cracking up. She so doesn't she does. know what I'm talking about. No, she I'm does. She knows old. music. She does. Come on, Eileen. Anyone? Oh, I mean, I know the song. I just don't know who sang it. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, we can't all be bewitched. There, you know that. <laughs> the thing is, it's true. It's true what Kristen is saying that. A lot of folks are, you know, going to be wildly successful for a little window. A lot of people are going to be wildly successful, not at all. And then sometimes we're successful in one thing and then we're successful in a completely different thing. It's okay. Like we shift around and we're not always necessarily going to be the, you know, the top dog yeah. at the ranch. And That's just because like you're looking through one window and it fills you with so much jealous rage, you want to like smash it. Be like, oh, in a few years, this window will look so ugly and dated to me. I won't even care. <laughs> Just to really make it a house <laughs> reference, a window reference. <laughs> I'm glad I can make you laugh this much. All right. Shannon has this to say. My way of dealing with professional jealousy is to update my resume, sometimes after a short pity party. Oh, I love that. Mm. I have a version of it that has everything I've ever done, and it reminds me that I've done some very cool things. I also update it every year on my birthday, so I make sure it stays updated and useful. That is such a great tip. Shannon, you are way too productive with your jelly. <laughs> but I'm I admire you. Yes. It's it's like a modified version of what we told Kelly to do when we're like, write out all your accomplishments. Oh, duh. Literally it is. Yeah. I also love the version of your You said literally and it's about writing. Oh my god, kill me. <laughs> I love the idea of a version of your resume with everything on it. Not just so you can see it all in one place, but depending on what kind of job you're applying for, it might make it really easy to cop and paste and, like, cobble together oh, the yeah. perfect resume for, like, each thing. Absolutely. So smart, Shannon. Thank you. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to take another quick break, but when we're back, we'll share our We Love You recommendations for the week and give you a preview of next week's episode. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Okay, we are back, and now it's time for our We Love You recommendations of the week. Week, week, week. Um, and now these are just things that filled my heart with joy and Kristen's heart with joy that we think you might want to check out if you enjoy listening to us. You might like our opinions. Yes. All right. So um, I'm before I go into my recommendation, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of explain it in a sort of roundabout way. Okay. And full disclosure, I might cry a tiny bit while doing oh. this. So I'm just warning you. Good cry. Okay. <laughs> it's a good cry. Okay. I think it's a okay. good cry. Okay. Okay. Anywho, ever since we worked with Kelly, I've been thinking a lot about my late friend Ellie, who died three years ago. And she was only in her 30s. She was mm-hmm. way too young. She was engaged to be married. Ugh. And she was just so full of life and love, and she just 
See, now I'm starting I to know cry. Why this <laughs> is. Sorry. I'm and, weirdly getting goosebumps, so maybe she's here. She's amazing. She she brought joy everywhere mm. she went. You could not be around her and not be happy. And, you know, she used to be a fixture in the New York lesbian nightlife scene. She promoted and hosted events. She was even on the L Word at one point. <gasps> what? Yes. Ugh, the original L Word, Yes, kids. the original one. And before each event she hosted, she would always play in, you know, she would go into a room by herself and she would play One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston mm. to pump herself up. <laughs> and then she would just go out there and knock them dead. And... The reason I'm recommending this is because I've been listening to this song all week, thinking about Aww. Kelly and thinking about Ellie. And if you don't know the song already, it's really about just doing your very best for yourself. It's not about competition at all. It's about transcendence because you put in your best effort. That's all it is. And I just think, you know, anybody who is going out there, not just on a stage to tell stories, by the way, but maybe you're going for a job out interview. In maybe, out there on the sidewalk. Yeah. Maybe you're, you know, going on a first date. Ooh, maybe you're yeah. having a first day at a new job. Maybe you're just trying a new recipe. Yeah, whatever it is. And if you just want to pump yourself up and remember that it's all about you, it's not about anybody else, it's just about tapping into your abilities and your joy, please listen to One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston. And I, I think it might make you feel... Um, spectacular. It always makes me feel spectacular, mm. partly because I think about Ellie, but... I mean, partly, just the, you can't go wrong with Whitney's song. Yeah, and the message of the song is just really beautiful. So that's One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston. All right, Jolenta, what about you? What is your We Love You recommendation for the week? So I know we've done very few We Love You recommendations, and I've already recommended uh, some horror viewing. Mm -hmm. But have. it's my favorite thing to view, and it's October, so everyone can suck it. <laughs> you can suck my candy corn. Uh, because I love scary movies, and they're just abundant this month. And they always have a deeper message. Um, yeah, don't have sex. No, not always that. <laughs> that was just in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. But now it's changing. And we love it. Um, I really, really want to recommend It Chapter 2. It, as in the Stephen King. As in the Stephen King clown. Penny, Pennywise. Pennywise, yes. Um, I finally got around to seeing the new installment, and it's just, it is so beautifully made, nice and campy, but nice and, and like, deeply scary. And what I found really, really great about the movie was, and I don't think this is giving much away, a lot of it is about um, sort of, embracing who you are regardless of how much shame you feel. And I think that's a really important message. And it weirdly reminded me of Kelly a little bit, where it's like, oh, learning to ask for help and, like, acknowledging things you think of as a weakness that, like, maybe isn't. And, you know, really scary clowns, right? Yes, scary clowns for the win. So that's Jolenta's We Love You recommendation of the week, It. Part two, though. Chapter. Chapter two. Chapter two. Yeah. Not chapter one. You can do chapter one if you haven't. It's pretty integral to the storyline. But uh, if you just haven't seen it, chapter two yet, get on it. Chapter two. Got it. Got it. So, One Moment in Time by Whitney Houston and it, chapter two. They go together like cheese and fine wine. <laughs> All right. I think it's time, Jolenta. <gasps> time for our brief teaser of next week's episode, Kristen. Oh, you know it is. Hit it, Lindsay. I am 29 years old, and I've never lived by myself. And by my by myself, I mean no pets, nothing. 
uh, and I'm about to move into my own apartment to live by myself. That's Emily. What is it about living alone that makes Emily sound so noticeably scared? Is she afraid of locking herself out of her apartment on her first night? Is she afraid she's going to be all alone and there's going to be a ghost in her new place? Oh, that happens. Mm. Listen next week to find out. And that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is John Delore. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. And Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. Also, Casey Holford composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Please stay in touch with us. Let us know if you identify with our guests. What do you do when you're in their situations? And let us know if you want to be a guest on We Love You. Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at weloveyoupod. And of course, you can leave us a message at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When you rate us and review us, it helps other people find us. It helps us stay in those beautiful charts. We just we just want to spread the we love you word. Yes. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And remember, we, we love, love you. you. And, and so, so can, can you. you. If November and December and January are like no, all uh, holiday uh, movies it's for It's October to February. No, October is my month. No, no. I get October. Tell her. Okay. Lindsay. Stitcher. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.